Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Teens often send a message that I just don't care and nothing's going to phase me. But the truth is, they need a lot of support and encouragement. And Jesse Manassian spoke to Jim Daly and me about this, uh, especially having a supportive father in the home and how that really affected how she felt about herself. Here's Jim Daly. Jesse, you've mentioned a few times in your interwoven dad and stepdad, and I know you're speaking of the same man. Yeah. Speak to that issue of having a father who's not your biological father. He's your stepdad. And it's nice that you refer to him as father and dad. I think that's a good thing. Uh, but that was one of your biggest struggles is your relationship with this man who came into your life a little later. I don't know what age you were. I was were. five when So five when you married mm-hmm. your mom. Uh, speak to his leadership and that struggle that you did have. Mm-hmm. Was it worse than you thought it would be? Did it have good moments and bad moments? What did yeah. it look like? Yeah. My stepdad, who I've always called dad, and I've never called him anything else until having to differentiate for the purpose sure. of, of this book. Um, it, it was a really rough growing up. But you know what? As as an adult now looking back on it, something that has struck me so profoundly, because remember, as I'm a kid and a teenager, the world revolves around me. And so everyone must love me unconditionally. Like that's just <laughs> sort of a given. Who wouldn't love me? That's right. But as an adult looking back on it now, I can see, wow, he chose to take me on. He mm. said that I was a cute but precocious little five-year-old who needed a lot of discipline. And he's probably right about that. Yeah. And even though I didn't agree with his discipline methods or the anger that he had learned from multiple generations of abuse, that um, that he was trying yeah. And he chose to love me. He went to all of my sporting games. He let me wear his favorite sweatshirt like every time it came out of the wash. And he told me he was proud of me. Wow. And those things now as an adult looking at, I, I'm just so grateful that he would do that. And I did as a kid. I wondered, would things have been different if my mom had married my biological father, or if I even knew who he was or, um, you know, how how things would change. But Looking back on it now, I, I see that God, that secret that he had of wanting to make me more like Christ, that was the perfect family mm-hmm. to do that in. That is beautiful. And what a great place to land today. I do want to come back next time and pick up the conversation and mm-hmm. talk more about teens and their parents and how to manage these years more constructively, not perfectly, most likely, but more constructively. This is great stuff, Mm -hmm. Jesse, and I'm eating it up. Your book, Family, How to Love Yours and Help Them Like You Back. Um, Thank you for that encouragement. And especially, you know, I know you've written this to teen daughters to help them and to help their parents uh, better understand. But it does apply to boys as well. I'm getting a lot out of this too. Danny, there are a lot of families who have an engaged dad. I mean, Jesse obviously has a great relationship with her dad. Uh, Let me just tell you real quick about a text I got from one of my daughters. She said, do we know anybody in a certain city down in Texas? And I said, why? And she said, well, I've got a friend, and she was relocating, and her dad was taking her down there, but it didn't end so well, and he drove off. Mm. And I thought, oh, man, to be... Um, in your late teens, early 20s, in a new city, knowing that your dad's mad at you or that something happened. That's a pretty common thing, unfortunately, especially when there are blended families. And I'm not putting it all on them, but there are a lot of dynamics where kids just feel like, I'm not, it's not, it's not working. I'm not loved. 
In blended families, the, the whole family comes as a package. You're not choosing just one person. You're blending, and you're having to choose love uh, because of who comes with that relationship instead of there being a natural attachment and progression of attachment when your child's born. So it takes a lot of investment. Yeah. And I would say investment of energy, investment of your time, investment of your, of your attention, uh, investment of your money as well. So this is about investing. And if we think about investing, there's some downs, then there's some ups, and then there's some downs, and then there's some crashes, and then there's some ups. And that's what a blended family, there's, there's a lot of balancing that has to take place. And as a dad coming into a blended family, we want to win and fix it right away. And this is not about doing that. It's about investing and and, and being along for the ride, knowing that there's going to be some days that are great, some days that are not. Mm -hmm. And especially when we first, uh, when you first blend that family officially, there's going to be some pushback from these kids. They're going to say, hey, you're not my dad. And what's the right response to that? And that's actually, that's actually true. You're not necessarily their dad. You're stepping in and you could potentially become a father and a dad to this to this person. It's going to take time, and you have to be patient with that. I, I encourage dads to notice, hmm. really stop and notice, who's this child? Who is this specific child? And know that there's a uniqueness to them. Listen carefully to what they say, even if it's stuff that's difficult to hear from this child, and then encourage them with your words. And one tool that a dad can bring in is to, to take a little journal, a little book, and write down unique things about each child that they're learning so that they become students of these children. Maybe write five things that are true about the child, five things that you're starting to like about this child, five things you've observed them doing well, and then come back one night and say, hey, let me give you a high five. Here are five things I've noticed mm-hmm. you doing really well. And as kids feel known and begin to trust that that you're going to come back no matter what that you're in it for the long haul you're you're all in you're going to start getting some trust and then some bridge building between the two of you and i can't emphasize enough that patience is a key ingredient to this type of bond that's a great long view of the process of developing a relationship, and I so appreciate your insights, Danny. Now, Danny and his team have a lot of great help for you at our website, and if you'd like to get a copy of Jesse Manassian's book, Family, How to Love Yours and Help Them Like You Back, just make a generous donation of any amount, and we'll send a copy to say thank you for your support. And we've got resources and an opportunity for you to donate in the show notes for this episode. Well, next time, what do young men need from the men in their life to make them feel valued? Until then, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 